Los Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Ian Corzine. Hi, this is Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. Thank you for joining us today. This is the first podcast I've ever done. It's going to be called the Social Media Law Podcast, and I'm excited to have my guest here, Craig Polson, uh, who actually lives very uh, close to where we're recording here in the Thousand Oaks, California. He lives in Agoura Hills. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. That's awesome, awesome to be on the first podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, I saved it yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. Um, listen, <laughs> I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I want to bring up that uh, you host a YouTube channel. It's an awesome YouTube channel uh, called Craig's Tech Talk. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, two, years. Up on two years. Two oh, years. Um, I love tech. I love tech. I love playing with this stuff. I mean, it really, I don't know. It's like we're somehow, we're close to that Star Trek thing that I grew up with. Each year, we just get closer and closer. So it's like, it's exciting to see it all come together. You know, I lived through the 90s, you know, and the 80s, and you know, when we attempted to do half this stuff. So, Craig, how old are you? I am 43. Okay, so you're a little younger than I am, 47. So we kind of okay, grew yeah. up in the same time period. And yeah. it is amazing that we can do this kind of stuff uh, from our homes and then broadcast it out and about to everybody in the world. It's amazing. It is. And the idea, though, that we came from, like, at our age, we came from analog and did that switch to digital. So you can really appreciate how well it all works now, which is so cool. But I'm glad I was born when I was. You know, no social media in high school. And and now we have it all now. So Well, it's great. And also, I think it gave us an appreciation for it. Also, it gave us kind of um, some introductory lessons to technology. I mean, I started out when I was a kid. I loved to perform. I was a DJ. And so I had a mixer and I had a crossfader and had techniques, turntables. I was really into it. One of the you know first guys that was really into it in our high school, uh, but I think it gave me appreciation for equipment. Now you know um, I'm able to do my videos and podcasts and all sorts of things, and I feel like I can do it fairly easily. So I am grateful too to have been born when I was. Yeah. Like, how did you get into this channel? What did you said you you were excited about tech, but what led you into creating a YouTube channel? My daughters, uh, my daughters started, they were interested in creating one. I have daughters that are now uh, six and actually seven and almost nine. And they were interested in creating one. So I started to do a bunch of research to figure out how to do this stuff and not just throw it out there and hope something sticks. Instead, you know, doing a little bit of homework figuring out how to maximize. And as I learn more and more about optimization and how to get it out there, I'm like, wait, let me give this a try because I I like playing with this stuff. So I like learning about these new things. So let me put it out there and see if it works. And then I just happened to buy an Echo and start using it at the right time, had a top 10 series, and that exploded. And, uh, you know, that pivoted. It's hard in tech because, you you know, making content needs to be consistent. but tech is not friendly on the wallet. So it was like I created a challenge for myself every week to create an Echo video. One, to see if I could create content, and then two, to not buy stuff every week and just learn as much as I could. And that exploded for me, and the channel's doing well because of that content. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you you, have, you put so much out there. One is, I think you you and I are brothers from another mother. Um, I started yeah. because of my daughters. I have two daughters, oh, too. Yeah. I have a 15-year-old and a 5-year-old. Oh, uh, nice. And my 15-year-old, of course, turning 16 on tomorrow, uh, wow. is uh, so much into social media. And basically, 
I really, I wanted to be able to communicate with her in her terms, right? What, what yeah. she was dealing with, because I wanted to stick with her through her, her teens. You know, I always heard that story of, oh, you know, you say goodbye to him at 11 and welcome back at, eight, at 17 or something. And I was like, I don't want to do that. And so I really got involved in, in uh, you know, social media, watching videos with her. And then eventually I'm like, you know what, maybe I should do this for my business. So um, yeah. we have a similar connection there. Um, and I was going to say, you know, I just want to tell you, your channel is phenomenal. I spent some time with oh, it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I did. And, I, and I, I can't believe it. You know, I was so excited when I had a million views across my, my channel. Yeah. One yeah. of your videos is getting close. I think it's 996 right now. To yeah. a million views. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. it it's, it's a double-edged sword, though, because it's like, as a creator, you see your beginning content, and I realized that was like video number 10, yeah. and then you look back after 100-plus videos, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so much better. I would have done this, this, and this, and this, yeah. and you just learn from the experience. So it's amazing. I just like, now, though, you're like, oh. <laughs> you know, that's you cringe. It's cringeworthy, as Brian Johnson says. Yeah, I want you guys to see these videos. Let them, you know, after all the so good. What are you shooting on on your videos? I'm shooting with an A6400 and uh, shooting 4K, but uh, my background is as a lighting designer for oh. the entertainment industry. So I've been doing that for gosh, 26 years now. I've been in the lighting industry. So I do a lot of video work. And right now, a lot of my clients hire me for corporate stuff uh, to light their shows because I'm pretty good at lighting things that are meant to be broadcast and live stream. So that's where I'm able to kind of nerd out on lighting and figure that right balance out. And it's kind of fun for me. And take advantage. You've done a great job. Your videos are super well lit. I was extremely oh, impressed you. with your live streams too, where you're able to have uh, the the guest on one side yeah. and you're on the other. And you know, typically I see those type of videos, and you know, it's it's a 720p, it's a 1080p kind yeah. of uh, you know grade. And and you look like you're on 4K on both sides. It looks like you're oh. you know, it's like an ESPN or something. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we found OBS. OBS is a great piece of software, and it kind of just yeah. You know, the, well, Google Hangouts is disappearing for anybody who's trying to live stream off of that. But yeah, it's like you find that right piece of software in tech and you kind of change change it up. You yeah. Know? yeah. I kind of uh, wish I hadn't because now I'm just not able to throw the webcam up and go <laughs> sit in the corner. <laughs> I got to keep a, a standard up. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Do you, you shoot on the A6400 uh, for your live streams too? I do. Yes. Oh, wow. There's awesome. Camlink. Camlink is a nice little piece of USB thing. It plugs right into the back of my Mac. I could run HDMI right out of it and into the back. And I'm able to use, basically have an identical look to what I shoot my videos in. So the consistency. It it's amazing. It just, it just, yeah. it looks great. And you, one thing I love about you is that I appreciate your energy. You know, when you're on camera, oh, you. you're, yeah, you're much, um, you're certainly approachable. Uh, you're certainly likable. But I think that you're also, you slow down, which, uh, which yeah. is a problem that I have. I get so excited <laughs> about what I'm doing uh, that I kind of rush it. And, and a couple of my friends and my girlfriend have counseled me and saying, you've got to get closer to 
being a little bit more relaxed um, because yeah. um, it, it just sometimes, as you know, but having done it for, for what are you like two years now or you're in uh, two years? Yeah. yeah. This month was going to be two years. Awesome. Well doing that, it's, it's just so artificial to be in your room somewhere in my yeah. case, in Thousand Oaks, California, in your case, in Agoura Hills, California, yeah. and talking to this goofy lens. And then, you know, you're, you're wondering who's watching it. Um, you know, is it ever going to be successful? That kind of stuff. So sometimes it's, it's in your head, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny though, too, is you say about me slowing down. I remember getting a comment in a video from someone saying, I, you talk too slow. I had to watch this on one and a half times speed. And I'm like, oh, Gosh. you know what? So I turned my video to one and a half times and I was like, oh yeah, I could pick up the pace a little. So it was actually the exact opposite. But that's one of those, like in watching your videos, I was like, wow, your energy, you have great energy. That there was part of me that was like, has somebody done any acting or performing in the past? Because you just have that comfort on there that I was like, wow, you, yeah. So I mean, I've totally dig your energy. That's what kind of drew me in because, well, thank you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we've all met people who, you know, can be, don't have the best energy in their expertise. So, you know, so seeing yours, I would say your energy's right on. You know, I, I did start with a lot of research uh, and I knew that my audience, my primary audience would be in the millennial category and they generally require information quicker. So that's why I did kind of, you know, with the, um, uh, you know, just the, 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 the quicker pace type energy. Um, but I will say that you know, over time, I'm working with uh, Jeff Thorman, who is on the DIY Renovision channel. He has close to 600,000 subscribers now. He's just oh, wow. killing it. But, you yeah, know, he's yeah. really going for that late 30s to 60 market, um, uh, you know, yeah. which is untapped on YouTube. And frankly, the reason why is, of course, uh, there just aren't a lot of our age group that are watching videos on a, on a consistent basis every single day. However, in his niche, which is like, you know, building a, a or installing a door or building a fence, they do turn to that to videos more often. So he's able to capitalize on that market. So what he's really advocating for a lot of us, especially in people who are in our 40s, is to, is to understand that over time, just keep on making those videos because over time, yeah. more and more of the millennials are going to come into the 40s and then more and more of the 50s are going to start being video nerds like us and turn away from yeah. their TV. Uh, and, you know, I, I, you know, I got to tell you, I don't turn on my TV very much anymore. I mean, it's, it's mostly consuming videos. So it's one of the, like, you go to the point that, uh, you, it's like, okay, I could channel surf. I'll every once in a while turn on the TV, hit the science channel, hit some of those things that I want to maybe learn something that I haven't or catch up with the shows, uh, you know, turn on Hulu and catch up with something that might be a network television, but the content, there's such good content on YouTube now that you can learn something, you can be entertained, you can do all that and you can do it with purpose and not, you'll stumble on new stuff, but you're like, okay, I have a half an hour. Do I want to learn something interesting or just see what I land on? Well, it's true. And you can spend time, you know, a lot of times you're at the DMV and now we can watch videos when we're at the DMV or listen to a yeah. podcast. So it's great. And then also you start to fall in love with the personalities. You know, you just want to check yeah. in with Peter McKinnon and see how he's doing. So, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So it becomes kind of a, the cycle. So I, the, 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 the lesson I've learned is let's just keep on doing it. It's so hard, of course, to balance our real lives with yeah. <laughs> life lives online lives, but um, I think we should keep doing it. Now, I have a question for you as far as what is the future of your channel? I love, I'm a big Apple nerd, so I want to get into yeah. some Apple stuff in a, in a few minutes. I also really love that you're focusing on the Echo, 
Uh, I think that it is the future of technology. Voice technology is definitely going to take it. I just think it's a long way off. But I think you're doing what a lot of those people, Philip DeFranco and some of those older uh, um, YouTubers did, which is back then they're like, where is YouTube going? And they kept on doing it and they kept yeah. on doing it. And now they're at 5 million, 10 million subscribers. So the same is true, I think, with the Amazon voice technology. Uh, so I guess let's hit the first thing. Let's, we're just talking about Amazon voice technology. Where do you think it's going? I've watched your videos about how we use it today. Are there future features that, that they have not released yet that we'll be able to use that'll really help us use it? What's going on with that technology? Uh, what's happening that I think where we're at is we're at the flip phone uh, age right before the iPhone came out. We're in that point where everybody's kind of heading down one path, Google and Amazon, and that path that they're heading down is trying to make that smartphone. And then Apple came out and just said, this is how it's done with the iPhone. Mm -hmm. And when that iPhone came out, it just pivoted. Everybody went, ah, that's the direction we need to go. So I think we're in the next three years you know, three to five years, we're going to get to a point that it's like, you just expect everything to be voice enabled. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I think there's kind of that land grab. Mm -hmm. And there's everybody's kind of grabbing their piece and holding on to it and trying to stake their claim. But um, it's like right now, I think it's seeing more of the possibilities mm -hmm. and trying to be patient through the infancy of this stuff right now. Where it's no, like, you know, I, I just see the, the, the future uh, in terms of brand. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of the entrepreneurs online. They talk about the fact that you really need to establish the brand now so that when people aren't using this friction causing, you know, iPhone or, or laptops, um, that they'll go, oh, you know, talk to Ian about, or talk to Ian Corzine about this legal question. Yeah. They'll just remember my name. Uh, and, yeah. and otherwise, they'll just go, what is the answer to this? And they'll rely on Google or Amazon or whatever to answer the question. Yeah. How, how easy, excuse me, is it for us small business people, medium business people to get onto the Amazon uh, Alexa uh, Echo platform? I think anybody can write skills and get developer uh, skills. And I'm sure you've listened uh, to Gary Vaynerchuk. Of course. Yeah, he's uh, he knows social media better than anybody, but he's like, we are all brands and voice is the future. And now's the time to kind of stake your claim because the entry is so easy at this point that you can write skills. People are still figuring this out so you can grow with them. Uh, the tough part is we can all kind of write skills, but I think everything is cloud based. And they haven't kind of necessarily figured that out. That if you go into the skill store for the Echo, you'll find like a Starbucks skill. And it's got three and a half stars. And a lot of that is there's the limitation in the cloud. So some of these tools need to be implemented. Yeah. Like one that I found fascinating was uh, conversations. Mm -hmm. And they've created machine learning models that will actually allow you to to kind of build off of request and to pivot to different manufacturer skills so that it'll start to tie those together mm -hmm. so that you're able to, the example they used was ask about a movie and then you book your tickets from there. And then the machine learning model, it asks you, are you going to want to eat around there? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yes, I am. And then it will ask you, you know, then uh, what kind of food do you want? I mm -hmm. want Chinese food. And it'll show you Chinese food places. And then you pick one, make a reservation. Well, that flipped to a different skill, open yeah. table. Yeah. And then from there, it's like, do you need a ride? Yeah. It's like, yes, I do. And it's like, then it flipped to Uber. Yeah. So for you, an example would be, 
if someone were to want to speak to a lawyer or had, I need a social media lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it starts as a Google search for information. And then it's like, have you talked to this person? No, I haven't. And that's where I think you could stake your claim, implement these tools because the tools are all being written in a way for everybody to utilize them. Like that voice model and that connection stuff is a feature Amazon's making to give to their developers to implement. So the big, the heavy lifting's been done by people smarter than I, but then I get to use the benefits of that and put my flavor into that and tie my things to it. So this leads to this and it can fill the gaps in between. So that's where now, you know, nobody's kind of, exploded within that model on the big company so we could all kind of get in there and that's where you know social media experts and branding experts like gary vaynerchuk Mm -hmm. are saying that you know now's the time to get into voice now's the time to do it you know we all are our brand whether you like it or not you can either control that brand or you let google control it for you you well i'm I'm hearing from your words that you know we all need to brainstorm kind of what value we can bring on voice. I mean, I've already done some because I was thinking, what could I do? And, you know, I was thinking maybe like legal tips, I could do 365 legal tips every year and just sit down one afternoon or or day and just go through those tips. uh, And then somehow just kind of infiltrate that area. I think a lot of it were being hindered by the technology. Uh, You know, we just don't, it just, it's not seamless. Um, I'm sure the reason why Apple is doing their best with Siri, but while they're not investing in it more right now is that there just isn't the connections that need to be made to make it really super valuable. Um, I did a video one time on using Siri for legal things for lawyers and, you know, it would spend a lot of time on it trying to work with the shortcuts and, you know, the different apps on it. And it's, it's great and everything, but it's just not, it, there's so, still so much friction involved in using yeah. the voice. Uh, that there's certain things like even when you're going to buy something on on Alexa, you know you're you're not sure if you if you said it the right way or or you yeah. really did order the two pairs of underwear um, as opposed to three or or the right brand. So we do have some time, but I was going to say if we do have business owners or small business people that would like to get involved, what would be the first step to going to start creating a skill? What would you do? Uh, you need to get into the developer kits on it. I need to explore it more myself on okay. the actually building of it. Mm-hmm. But the way to go about it is like in your case, I think it is to create something that has flash briefings okay. and flash briefings. And they, they have meditation versions. They have all mm-hmm. different versions with flash briefing. So you take people that are interested in your content, they download the skill and a flash briefing can be put into a routine. And a routine, they get up and say, good morning, turns on the light, starts the coffee maker, and then gives them a weather report and then goes through their flash briefing. So Mm -hmm. it'll be today's tip is da-da-da-da-da. And you'll you'll give a tip a day. So for creators, for people who, you know, with your energy and stuff, that would be perfect. Mm -hmm. And it becomes worked into their daily news thing because of the difficulty with voice and all of that stuff. So I think it's really exploring that flash briefing option. Mm-hmm. So are part of a person's day every morning, providing value, of course, yeah. and by sharing something that's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. You know, the importance of setting up a living trust, you know, yeah. things that people exactly. might go, 
oh, yeah, that's right. Look mm-hmm. out for your family. Simple steps like this can secure your future. You know, I mean, I could see all different things that and it becomes a daily part of their routine. Mm-hmm. And as more and more people grab a hold of those that they hear their weather, they hear their commute, the top five stories from uh, Reuters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they get a legal tip that's going to help them kind of secure mm-hmm you know, help them with their creativity. You know, I watched your video on Beyonce getting sued oh, yeah. for her website. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. great information as a creator. So I immediately loaded up the site you had in the link and went, oh, I got to fix this, this, and yeah. this on yeah, my yeah, website. Yeah. So that no, it, it's stuff. true. I, I, I think that's where it's at. Um, again, leading with value, of course, is the most important. But I do think the yeah. flash briefing is, is going to be the shortcut method to getting in there yeah. because Unless you just are selling a product and and somehow you can incorporate some value with the the commercial, I just think at this stage a lot of us, whether you be healthcare and uh, professionals or wealth managers or bankers or whatever, are just going to have to give their bankers minute or you know whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's not yeah. you know until um, you know something changes and you know there's more of a seamless integration um, with the voice. I'm excited for yeah. it because ultimately that's going to be the best part of our, our lives when we can just say computer. Please make me some coffee, you know? Yeah. yeah. But you know what, though? For the simplicity of flash briefings mm-hmm. is that you're there providing value daily. Daily. Because once you turn those on, they're there. It's not when someone thinks Ooh, about some of their stuff. God. It's just information that's there. Okay. And you could, and beyond that, I don't want it. One thing that anybody can do is if you go into Echoes and you, if you go to Amazon and look up Blueprints, and yes. blueprints allow you basically different forms that you can create your own setup, question and answer, tie in different variables, and they're getting bigger and bigger each day. Mm-hmm. So each, you know, people keep adding more, but you take those, those templates, you put in your information where if you ask this, it'll take you to this. Yes. And it'll provide, you know, they're very simple, but in the case of, you know, someone wants to find out some tips, yeah. what should I look for on social media? You know, top. You could put these different things in there, and you could then submit them, and they become part of the skill store. So eventually, that window, that door is probably going to close, mm-hmm. so that not it's going to get too crowded. But yeah. if you could get yours in there now, yeah. you become the first place your audience comes to because you are the social media lawyer at this point. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm going to do it right after this yeah. podcast. I'll jump on. Yeah. No, I seriously, and like you said, the, the ease of it's fairly simple too with the flash briefing. I mean, just have to come up with the content and then just record it uh, and yeah. then just get it up there, learn how to do the process. So yeah. I'm excited about that. I, we do, I want to get into an, another subject, which is really, really close to my heart. Yeah. You're, you're looking at me right now through a brand new, okay. Yeah. 2019 MacBook yeah. Pro 2.4 gigahertz, uh, oh, wow. 32 megabytes with the 20, <laughs> I don't know if it's a gig, what's the measurement? The 20 something card, you know, the graphics card. I mean, oh, it was yes. a loaded yeah. MacBook Pro. I just yep. dropped, dropped a pretty penny because my last um, uh, MacBook uh, died. I'm love, I'm, you know, what's funny. I'm one of the weirdest people. I'm loving what Apple is doing right now. Most yeah. people are talking about how much it sucks and how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. And, one of the things, the reason why I say this, and I've been saying this from the beginning of time, is exactly what you said at a recent live stream that I watched, and that is because of the integration. My gosh, I got this Apple Watch on my arm. I got this MacBook Pro. I got this you know, uh, iPad Pro all connected, all working together. If I forget one, whatever, I still connect. I mean, how awesome 
is Apple. <laughs> it is. And it's really, you know, I thought about before coming on, you think about the body system. You know, it's a lot easier to lift something with some help from somebody. And as you get more people, that heavy table becomes light. And, you know, it's like the idea is that integration when you, the more Apple products you get, the more seamless you see it is. And I, I think anybody who really kind of hates on Apple mm-hmm. doesn't, hasn't gone far enough in to really understand the value of that, mm-hmm. of being able to move your workflow from one space to the next, yes. to be able to carry that phone in your pocket that as you're doing something in your, you know, you can just answer it on your watch mm-hmm. and not pull that phone out of your pocket. But then you could send, dictate a message from the watch that message will show up on your computer, iPad, phone, and you could respond from any of those places while you're accomplishing other tasks. You know, you, you send that file, that huge video you made of the family, you send it with AirDrop right to your own computer so you don't have to cloud up, cloud down, or you just share it with your loved ones and you just say, AirDrop it to me. And it just, boom, instantly sent over to them. You know, it's really so, you look yeah. at it from the point of just my wife and her, the, some of the other mothers who aren't very tech savvy, who are yeah. capturing, you know, the kids at this. It's like, oh, I got the play. I know you weren't able to make it. Here, airdrop it over. Yeah. You know, that's amazing stuff. So no, it, it really is. And then the other thing we don't, we don't um, jump up and down about all the time is it for the, I just, my laptop just died, but for the most part, it always works. I mean, yeah. it is, I use the hell out of my last MacBook Pro. So I, I kind of don't begrudge it because every day, eight to 10 hours a day, I'm using it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's consistent. Uh, it's, it's working the way it should. It's not subject as much to the viruses and the malware that's all out there. So I'm, I'm a big fan. What are you looking forward to coming up? Because I know that they're releasing the new operating system, I think, for both the iPhone and the uh, MacBooks. Is that correct? The MacBooks, they're introducing iOS 13 for iOS devices. But the most, the biggest update that excites me is iPad OS. Okay. And iPad OS takes that iPhone away from just being a phone, taking the iPad away from being a big version of your phone and starts to implement the features that are missing that would make it a real viable laptop alternative. You're able to access a thumb drive Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, some of the split screen options. You know, I made a video on being able to hook up a PlayStation or an Xbox controller and you got a little portable gaming setup if you like to get some games going. You know, it's really, that's the piece of software that, is going to take that iPad no matter what level you're at. And that's the beauty of the Apple stuff mm-hmm. is it, you don't have to run out and buy the latest, greatest yeah. because they do support their stuff for five years. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, you bought that $350 iPad, the value added from this update is huge, yeah. you know, and that's mm-hmm. the one that kind of excites me the most. I think, you know, there's great features and everything else, but that's kind of the game changer that goes, oh, this opens up a whole level of usefulness people didn't know before. True. So, yeah, that kind of stuff. That excites me. iOS 13, it's getting yeah. great updates, you know, that will, you know, swipe keyboards. I mean, some of these, oh, updates, right. yeah. you know, Android people are like, about time, about time. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but they're new here. And, you know, but a lot of people don't visit that uh, Android space. But uh, Catalina. It, or your your uh, desktop MacBook, you could then use Sidecar, which turns your iPad into a second screen for you. 
Yes. So, you know, then I think a lot of it, the value starts to become imagination yes. and what you want it to do. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting time. I, I'm using a 2015 iMac mm-hmm. and I do 4K editing on it. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to justify an upgrade. Oh, wow, it's still doing it. Good. Huh? Okay. Know, it really, it's so okay. hard to do it. that, uh, And it's some of the direction to head because they are such powerhouses. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that. Yeah, it's really. It, it's where do you see? Where do you see us going with the iOS operating system, the macOS operating system? I mean, where do you where do you think we're going to be headed? Are we going to be headed to no longer having MacBooks and just having super duper uh, iPads? Um, what, what's your thought on that? I think uh, what what we're doing with this is really. I think Apple is opening their eyes that originally there was a three product categories. There was the phone, there was the computer, and the tablet was in between. It was never meant to be a laptop replacement. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality of it is that a lot of people will buy iPhones. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will buy iPads. But you might not necessarily want to pay that fee, the cost of entry to get that MacBook Pro. To mm-hmm. get that iMac, so I think more power is shifting towards the tablet, mm-hmm. and, but there also needs to be a realization. I think they've kind of, you know, they're kind of backpedaling from the Steve Jobs vision of you know a mouse will slow you down because you're going touchscreen to mouse, touchscreen to mouse. Mm-hmm. Their latest accessibility feature introduces a mouse, but that mouse can be used for other people who want to you know, program a button with the shortcut. So you take one of those automations you want and one of your buttons triggers that. So if they really head down that path, I think the tablets can be a better alternative. I think there's, we're still in that learning curve on how to do it, but nobody's doing it better. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Apple. I love that. Yes, I have that too. It's a navigating device. I mean, to write on the screen, I mean, this thing adds a lot of value beyond just drawing. And I think that's where some of the imagination comes in and you go, oh, I could just swipe through those photos, make some subtle adjustments, Mm -hmm. I can write notes, I can actually go digital and still write. And not that's what I do. I write my scripts on yeah. my I handwrite my scripts because I, I find handwriting is better, helps me uh, remember things better. Yeah, uh, on my on notability, uh, and then I have access to it a lot of times. I'll, okay, oh, I got to remember the keyword or whatever, and I can just go to my iPhone and they all sync together. So it's, I, I, I just can't. I'm, I'm so happy about Apple. I, I'm one of those people that certainly says, oh, those are some cool technologies that, that you know, the, uh, the Pixel, you know, 4 coming out and some of the other yeah. uh, new iP- or new phones coming out, but. I will say that I'm just I'm just stoked to have Apple and I'm I'm just enjoying it while I can. <laughs> well, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is a I've thought about and originally I was kind of anti it was an Apple Watch with cellular and the idea of paying for you know fifteen dollars a month to have that cellular connection I'm like oh my gosh do I really need it but now I'm almost thinking about how it can pull you away from the tech. It essentially to me that screen takes you back to uh, 2006 before the iPad where yeah. you weren't going to play on your flip phone that yeah. much stuff because nope. of the screen. It wasn't. So you get super functionality for communication off of it, but you get less distractions. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be navigating through the things that kind of pull your attention away. Wow. So when you go for a hike, you still can be in touch, like having kids, okay. you know, you want to know if something happens at school, something, you know, my wife travels, I travel, 
You want to know if anything happens. So you can't just leave the phone in the car. And you want to have maps, but you want to have cellular. You want the message. So you can have all those communication tools minus the distractions that start Mm -hmm. off when you you slide to unlock that screen and, and you go down the rabbit hole. So that's where that tech, you know, you start to see the value in that and go, oh, that $15 a month to check out and not feel tied to this thing. I pay it. Yeah, I pay it. That's (laughs) like, you know, that excites me where it's like, and now I see it. Now I see is that, you know, how many times do you open the phone for a purpose and then you end up distracted? You know, it's, it's easy to do. You know, what if you went to the car wash and all you could do was listen to an audio book? off of your watch you know you're still you know you're utilizing that time but you're not in the instagram feedback loop yes yes well craig we're we're coming to the end of our time together i know we could do this talk for literally four hours straight um because there's so much i want to talk to you more about about the um the iwatch um the apple watch uh, I want to talk to you more about an, an iPhone advances coming up too. So maybe we could save that for another time. Yeah, but I just that. want to say thank you so much for being on our first podcast. Could you tell everybody out there your link so they can go to your channel and they can watch your great content? Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, go to, uh, you can find me at uh, Craig's Tech Talk on YouTube. You could also visit Craig's Tech Talk dot com, um, C-R-A-I-G-S and then Tech Talk. Uh, yeah, there I'm starting to do a podcast also. You could find that through iTunes, Spotify, and all that. And those kind of end up being this kind of conversation too about talking about tech. You know, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. So, and, and I also, do, what about your Echo? How can we find you on Echo? Are we, are you on that yet? Or are you were so no, I'm not because it was trying to find how I would add value. And that's the biggest thing like videos and all of that is how will I add value? You know, not just making it for the sake of making it. So that's where, and especially as a techie who loves all kinds of stuff, it's like, this isn't going to add value to my audience. I love it, but my audience won't. I'm sure you know that. I do. I do. I do. Well, thank you again, Craig. I really appreciate it. I want to encourage everybody out there listening to go to Craig's Tech Talk on um, YouTube. Uh, it's literally as simple as typing in Craig's and like, your whole channel tears up. So obviously you're doing really well out there. So thank you so much for joining us and we will thank do you. it again. Thanks a lot. Yeah, definitely.